A word to the wise, formality has left the building, giving you the answers to life's questions that even your best friends would be too shy to offer. This is Snyder On Call with Ann Snyder and Julie Snyder. No relation. No topic is off limits, and even when they don't have an answer, you'll get an answer. Now, here are Julie Snyder and Ann Snyder. Well, welcome to another episode of Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And we're here for women. We're here to discuss, talk, analyze. Pretty much break it all down, Ann. We don't break it all down. And then we're going to build it all back <laughs> up. <laughs> we are real believers in the wisdom of women. We don't think women take enough time to laugh with each other, and we think women are pretty hard on themselves. So Anne and I started this podcast a little over a year ago, didn't we, Anne? We sure did. We just had our anniversary episode, and it was magical. Well, speaking of magical, as great as the anniversary issue was, I'd say we blew up the charts with the Valentine's Day. We sure did. And I heart you. And and I heart Snyder on call. And and I heart Miss Laura, our guest from that episode. Miss Laura, she lays it down. I mean, we are close to 2,000 listens, Anne. And and I got to give a big shout out to Laura for that. That's right. Not to to say you and I aren't fascinating on any given day. We think so. (laughs) Subject matter experts are just about everything. So we're in the middle of February, ladies. We have gotten through Valentine's Day. St. Patty's Day is a long way away, isn't it? She's around the corner sooner than you think. Well, the shamrock shakes are available. Well, that's a telltale sign. Shamrock shakes are available, but Ann and I have a number of things we need to discuss. We're just going to get right at it. I want to, again, let everyone know Ann and I are not related. Not sisters. Not sister-in-laws. Not married to each other not that there's anything wrong with it we We, do not judge we didn't marry brothers we didn't we're not first cousins nope and you're not my mother and i'm not yours (laughs) (laughs) but we share the same last name and uh, with that name the name snyder we think it's pretty pretty fantastic even though it's our husband's last name well and let's be clear and they're not related either and and no we're not saying that we haven't pretended to be related (laughs) to advance our own initiative. Well, Ann and I worked together for 10 years, and it got to the point where people would ask us if we were related. And you know what? We just let her ride. I mean, we didn't yep. affirm, but you know what? We didn't deny it either. We didn't deny it. And sometimes, ladies, that's a lot easier to do. So think about yeah. all those things, questions that people ask you. And think about how you're going to spend your energy. Are you going to answer them repetitively? Just, just let her it, ride. Give in. Let go. Let God. Let her ride. We'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. Snyder on call. I was fine before I met you I was broken but fine I was lost and uncertain But my heart was for mine I was free before I met you I was broken but free Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And Ann, we are in the midst of February. Right. And we're in the home stretch of what I call the shortest winter ever here in New York. In the Northeast. I mean, upstate New York, we've been, we've really had it. We've been blessed. And it's really funny. We have not had a lot of snow, but it seems like we got a ton of snow in one or two days, but that sends people right back into their rage against winter, doesn't it? (laughs) Like we, we literally had 60 degrees on January, I don't know, pick a day, 15th, it's 60 degrees. February 14th, we get a little snow. People are crazy. We do love to observe how people drive in the snow. I had a situation where I was driving home from work, and I have a, I don't know, what is my car? It's a Honda CRV. It's a midsize SUV. I, I, and I get around just fine, and there was a guy in a Prius stuck. <laughs> and I was coming toward him, and he... You're going to go chicken in the Honda CRV. He was out of his car, and there was no one there to push him. So he's trying to push and Well, so steer. he was in the middle of the road. I sa- and I, So I rolled down my window, and I said, can you move? I can't effing move. I'm effing stuck. I was like, wow. I can see your car is stuck, but I don't want to hit you. So can you move yourself? F no, I'm effing stuck. And it's like, I could have driven around them. The F-bombs, the flailing hands. I mean, you could have bumped that Prius and <laughs> sent it into next week and do helped you, them out. Do you know, I had to go in reverse and go in reverse all the way backwards 
back the block. Then I came around the other way, and he's still up where I originally saw him getting pushed and pushed. I said, I uh, That's can't. a taunt. That's I, a taunt. When you go around Robin and I, you come at him head on now, like that, you're taunting him. Well, I'm going to call I, that what it is. I almost, well, I didn't dare. I pulled right in my driveway, and, and this is another thing about the weather. And God love my husband. He gets up. He gets that snowblower going. Well, he was out of town. Uh-oh. So I was in my work clothes, and I thought... How would, hard can it be? I'll put on my LL Bean duck shoes. I still got the hosiery. Sure. I still got the the Bobby Brooks suit. Nothing on. keeps those <laughs> nothing keeps those gams warm like a thin layer of nude size Q. <laughs> like while I'm pushing the road. So over I there. I just I parked the car on the street. I put the kid in the house. I put the dog on the dog run, and I fire up ye, ye old Toro. <laughs> and that thing, I pushed it up and down the driveway. Powerful. I mean, I'm t- when I tell you every joint was hurting, but I cleared out the driveway. I cleared out my sidewalk, my neighbor's sidewalk. Maybe if you would have used that strength and energy to push the guy in the Prius, oh. he would have come over <laughs> and, and snow blown your driveway. I can't take the road rage. I cannot take the anger. I can't take, like... People I don't know throwing F-bombs at me. Like, seriously? We're all in it together. And you know what? Nowadays, they could have, like, a loaded, what's it called, an M80? What's What are those kinds of assault rifles? I don't know. Semi-automatic, I whatever. Know. I mean, he could come at me all NRA-like, so I got to keep a And would anyone blame him? You taunted. <laughs> I didn't taunt. Anyway, ladies, we want you to make sure that everything is clear and clean. Yeah, pay a neighbor kid 20 and stay inside with a glass of wine. Oh, okay, we could do that, That's too. what you do. All right, we'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. Snyder on call. You are all I see. Hey, wait a minute. No, you can't do this to me. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. (laughs) And every time we get in studio, I have a pile of papers. And I write little notes and I do clippings. And Ann just comes into studio with like a huge thing of coffee. And a positive attitude. And a positive attitude. And I'm always like, all right, do you want to do the next segment? What's on your list? (laughs) Nothing. Like... So Talking. I think we're going to institute a new segment. Uh-oh. We've gotten some feedback from listeners, especially the more analytic listeners, that say, I, I like the show, but what's the format? Or I can't really follow Ooh. it. Or do you do different things? Why don't you do... I get a little twitchy when you talk structure. Se- segments. <laughs> oh, jeez. So I thought Uh-oh. each week... Will this require pen and paper? No. Okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about what I'm going to call best thing and worst thing. Oh, okay. And Anne, I want you to tell me the best thing and worst thing since we were last in studio that wow. you ate, that you Ooh. wore, Ooh. and that you did. So let's start, wow. Anne, with what was, while you're thinking, I'll think too. What was, Anne, the best thing that you ate since you were last in studio? Since I was last in studio. Oh. The best thing I ate, ironically and strangely enough, was a wedge salad, which mm. was like a big iceberg wedge with oh, no yeah. with no nutritional value, covered with real live, real delicious crispy bacon, blue cheese crumbles. And that wasn't a Baco's bacon. No, that's that not your Baco bit. That, that was bacon. That was ham. authentic. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it had chicken on it, and then it had some tomatoes, and it had a balsamic, and it was fantastic and the best part about it is that it was four dollars and 69 cents wow what at the cafeteria at my workplace what i gambled and i won all right i'm gonna tell you the best thing that i have eaten since we were last in sure it's a bit more sophisticated than my wedge the best thing that i have had since we were in studio and it happened uh two days after i said for my spring diet i was not going to eat meat um (laughs) 
<laughs> the best thing I have eaten was a beautiful meatball from Wegmans. What? Four to a container, ready-made, pre-served, wow. covered with an amazing marinara sauce and sprinkled with fresh shaved mozzarella cheese. Holy. I'm not talking Parmesan with a wood pulp or tea. Right. Because we oh, heard about that's, that. That's right. You're eating a wood sawdust saw grain. Jeez. That gives you a roughage. It's nutty. It was a, uh, it was a mozzarella. So that was the best thing that I've eaten. Now you buy that in prepared foods? You come I home buy and you, it. Do you I, nuke her? You put her in the oven? I what? microwave her on a reheater tea. Oh, so she's gentle. A reheater tea go high, low, high, low, right. high, low. A gentle wave. Uh, a gentle wave of radiation. <laughs> <laughs> through your meatball. So what's the worst thing you ate since we were last in studio? The worst thing uh, oh, you ate. The worst thing I ate was a really fantastic looking hamburger cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. But it was not cooked properly. So like the first bite and like a food aversion done. Ugh, ugh, bloody and gross. And like it outside, she was a thing of beauty. Picture perfect. Inside, mm, well, this raw. is this is a, a life lesson, and we don't judge a book by its cover. That's true. Take she note. was tempting, but she was bad. Mm-hmm. She was not good. All right. Let's go on to the best and worst thing that you wore. What's the best thing that you have worn since last in studio. And listeners, I want you to play along. <laughs> well, what's the best thing you've worn? The best thing I've worn since we were last in studio surely will come as no surprise to all, but it was black. <laughs> I have a really nice black skirt that I wore with a blouse that had a pop of color. Mm. White. And <laughs> I don't think white's a color. I think white's the absence white of and color. black, and it might have had like a blue, maybe window pane situation. Wow. Going and then. Took a walk on the wild side. Right. I hit the sale rack, and I got a one-size-fits-all, universal, sweater-type grade weight, black Phantom of the Opera cape. And, <laughs> yeah, but it pulls over your head, so it okay. creates like a poncho. little... show. It's a poncho. And it creates a little draping. And then I just slapped the pearls. Pearls in the ears. Pearls. I love and it. the tights were not binding. They were not tight. That's a good look. And I throw on a patent leather, and that's funeral ready. That's lunch meeting work ready. ready. That's, work ready. That's can you meet me after work at a place that has a dress code ready. That That's universal. I would say the best thing that I've worn since we were last in studio was a beautiful cashmere. They call it a poncho three-way. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> and I'm not talking poncho Vedra. She ha- she was a, is a soft gray camel mm. with a hot, that lime green that I love. Oh, yeah. And it's three buttons, which you can make it up on your shoulder, like oh, right. triangular. She convertible. Or you can unbutton her and shawl and her, drape her. Like a prayer shawl. Sure. Or you can button her up the back and go Pancho Vedra. Wow. She was cashmere. Mm. She was charter club Macy's. Mm-hmm. She was found at the Macy's in Boston. Nice. She was on sale, taken additional. And when you go red for women, you get additional 25. And did you utilize any kind of coupon? Well, or that was, did you start dropping your Star Rewards street cred I, at the I did register? the Platinum Star Rewards, and the woman said, I'm going to one-up you. Because what, what? if you three, if you make a $3 donation to the American Heart Association, you will get 25% off your purchase we like to spend to save, don't we? And because I bought, it was retail over seven hundred dollars mm. on sale down to two fifty. Because she cashmere, and then she take an additional. Well, everything I bought. By the way, I can't even tell you what I bought. Right, another, I was in Boston, time, perhaps in Boston on a business trip, and the woman <laughs> I was traveling with, her eyes literally popped out and rolled down because when I got up to register, I had I've been in that spot <laughs> when Julie gets to register with her her goodies. It's there is a heart palpitation in in her guest's chest that like you don't know which way it's gonna go. She's going to get it all for $37. That's right. Or she's going to get a boot in the butt. <laughs> or or her card will be declined. Well, been, this, been there, too, with It you. was been my there. lucky day because, <laughs> Let no, her ride. because I got all the great discounts. 
And I said I want it all shipped back home. Wow. Free shipping yeah. anytime you hit over 100. Wow. So that was the best thing that I wore. Um, Has it arrived yet? Oh, yeah. It didn't. I had to act real anonymous with Mr. Snyder. Like, oh, I don't know. What the? What? Someone sent me a present. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> There's no card inside. Well, we better take a break because we want to get back to the worst thing we wore since we were last Ooh. in studio. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. Snyder on call. Welcome back to Snyder on call. I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder. And if you're just joining us, Julie and I are talking about the best and worst of things since we were last in studio and we're talking about right now the worst thing that we have worn Um, we already did the best we already did the best it makes us so happy but we have to admit at ladies we all there's been a lapse in judgment occasionally and so and what's the worst thing that you have put upon your person well now i mean does it have to be something that i've gone out in public in because pretty much any day no like uh, my worst fear is that my house will catch on fire (laughs) at night (laughs) and and i'll have to go running screaming into the street to whatever (laughs) in whatever bed clothes i've scratched together (laughs) i'm a queen of like the pajama bottom with whatever t-shirt tank top like whatever i can find sometimes it's like a nightgown over pajama bottoms like i I just want to sleep. No one's looking at me. No. But, uh, yeah, I would have to say my worst concoction of public couture, I have a pair of pants that are, they're like really, really tiny, 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 black and white check. Oh, I thought you were going to say like teeny, tiny, like tiny Tim. No, they probably got about one more wear in them, though, before I blow blow the butt out of them. But as I was wearing them, like, did you ever walk by a window and and, and catch a glimpse and you're like, oh, what's up? Oh, wait, that's me. Yeah. (laughs) So It happens to me every day. uh, Yeah. I looked at the, the length of the pants and the reflection in the mirror, and I feel like I was wearing floods. High waters. High waters. And, and we're not talking a Capri and springtime. So now, like, the hilarity of it is that when I get home, I think, uh, goodbye, old friend, because you failed me. I look at the labeler, and she's petite. Now, <sighs> I'm a lot of things, but petite ain't one of them. So I must have bought off a petite rack, or they were not. I mean, uh, I've had them for probably a year and a half, and I wore them out of desperation, but they are And again, for those of you that don't ever look at our Snyder on Call (laughs) Facebook page, Ann and I are a lot of things. uh, But most of what we are starts with the word queen or W, Mm -hmm. not as in the W Hotel or George W. Bush. Wow. As in women. (laughs) Women. Yes. Well, two thumbs down on those pants and they've gone to higher ground. I know exactly what you're talking about because every morning I get up, I get dressed, I look Dead on, straight on, my full-length mirror. And I, I say, you... Girl, you look great. Affirming. Go. I'm good enough. I'm happy enough. I'm smart enough. I'm smart and enough. People like And me. by gosh, I'm going to go give it another whirl. Go the get old... the day. Go get it. But if I ever were to turn a side away... Or drop something and bend over to get it. Whoa. And take a look in my rear view yeah. mirror, if What's you that will. chasing me? Oh, I'm wait. Like, who is that? Someone, someone broke in. What kind of home invader? <laughs> so, oh, God. Well, and you're a lot of things. You ain't petite. You got I mean, that I don't know right. how to break it you to got you. That. Nobody likes bones but dogs. <laughs> well, the worst thing I wore, because I got home from work, and it was really cold this week, and I had a full-length slip on oh, God. under my beautiful black dress. Deep in the heart of Julie lives a 1960s housewife. I love those slips. I love slips. I love aprons. I love hosiery. I love square-toed pumps. That's right. Make Oh, and the big rubber gloves that you do the dishes of with. Of course. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> the worst thing that I wore was a decision to keep that full-length slip on at night. And I'm not talking a lingerie. You're not talking <laughs> a, deck, a trip I, to Camp Friendly. No, You're talking, I'm, talk- I'm too lazy to get her up over and my head. What I thought I would do was go ahead and keep her on and then put on my Lons of Salzburg buffalo plaid oh, pajama that I had purchased uh, with the poodles. And it had since been machine washed and dried, ooh, ooh, adding ooh. a fluffer tea. And a full-on 
pathetic. I wow. put that Lons of Salzburg buffalo plaid pajama on over, over my J.C. Penny long line. My Vanity Fair. <laughs> 50 poly, 50 cotton. <laughs> and I would say at about 2.30 in the morning. Were sparks flying? I had a nightmare <laughs> that there was a fire in my bed. And I don't mean a fire of passion. I mean a fire like. Like the static sparked the, heat, the sheets. The heat. The heat. Oh, my God. Turn the heat. Open the window. Why am I so hot? And I realized all of the clinger tea. Of the liner tape on top of the granny flannel. You could have put a turkey. You could have put a I mean, turkey or she, ro- she roasted in a bag. Oh, it was like, okay, okay, somebody turn oh, the heat Wow. Up. So I'm like flinging off sheets. And Which, uh, by the way, are likely sopping wet. So I, I, don't, uh, I just, I'm done. All right, ladies. We got one more best and worst thing. We've done what we ate. We've done what we've worn. And now we're going to get right back, ladies, to the best and the worst of what we've done. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We'll be right back. Julie Snyder. And Snyder. Snyder on call. Boy, you to go and make me like you. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And it's February, Ann, mm-hmm. and we're turning the corner on March, on spring. We just thought we would start to do something. We'll, we'll see how this segment plays out. We're going to call <laughs> it Best and Worst. Sure. We've already talked about the best and worst we've eaten, best and worst that we've worn. And now comes the moment of truth, Ann. What wow. is the best and worst thing that you have done since you were last in studio? Best thing I have done... Julie, I have taken one day this week and I have spent it with people that are important to me. I was with my son the entire day and he, as anyone knows, is my soulmate. And we had lunch with a great friend in Rochester and just had a whole hour just talking and visiting before our friend had to go back to work. And we went and saw his fun, funky office. Oh, nice. And then... A gift of time. A gift of time. And then we stopped and saw some caregivers that were important to us on a recent medical journey. Wow. And it was great to see them, and they were so happy to see the progress that our patient had made. Just really that time on a sunny day, Mm -hmm. in the car, with my kids, seeing friends. It was was great. I mean, the gift of time. And I actually, in our next segment, I want to talk a little bit about that because I'm going to be making a pledge to connect with my social media friends. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so get ready out there. Get ready. She coming. She coming. Well, I'm going to say the best thing that I did is I have a friend who's an immigration attorney. And one area of her specialty when you're an immigration attorney is professional athletes. Now, and I'm a lot of things. I'm I'm a smart. I, I love my job. I love my family. And, love a bargain. And, love a bargain. You know, I. I watch professional sports, but I am not what I would say uh, a fanatic. But my friend, the immigration attorney, contacted me and said, hey, I need to take a trip with X professional sports team <laughs> at an, to an away game. Would you be available to come along? And I was like, whoa. A plus one. I was like, a plus one. That's a good plus one. And so we got to be the guests of flying with, traveling with, staying at the same hotel with a professional NHL team. Wow. And it it was very eye-opening. It was great because it reminded me that what you see on a one-hour hockey game or one-hour football game or one-hour basketball yeah. game, whatever whatever your sport is, that is such a small slice of that life. The life of a professional athlete. And as the people on this trip explained to us, this is a business trip. This is what we do. This is the business of the sport that we participate in. And everybody on this flight is fighting for their job. They fight for it virtually every day. Wow. A contract really means nothing right. in at least in the NHL. Right. It performance. To see the camaraderie, to see the ritual, to see 
how the veteran players sit toward the front of the plane and the rookies, even those star rookies, sit all the way in the back of the plane. Wow. To see the coaches on their laptops the whole flight to and from this away game, watching film, taking notes, really... It just was so eye-opening. These guys work so hard, and the reality is that our, their paychecks are mostly six and seven figures. The other reality is, uh, as my attorney friend explained, their average career is five or six years. Right. So, you know, everybody gets up in arms about Salary the salaries, but that, honestly, yeah. most of them that's it. I mean, they've trained their whole life to get drafted. They get drafted. They're in the minors. If they make it to a, an NHL team, it's a short window. And then most of them, once they leave the ice as a player, if they don't get a coaching job or an on-air job, they're going to be selling cars or like, mm -hmm. it It was very, very eye-opening. So I really appreciated sort of understanding and seeing the business of professional sports, understanding what these athletes go through. And the other side of it, at the end of the day, what we see for that one hour when we watch it or when we go to a game, the whole experience of 18,000 people going to TD Garden and sitting and watching a game, however many were there, it's entertainment. I mean, it is. Those athletes are in the entertainment business. I mean, I get the whole Roman Coliseum thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, this has gone on forever and ever and ever. So long-winded, but really the best thing. So I want to applaud my female friend who is an immigration attorney for bringing me along. I want to applaud the fact that it turns out we are the only business women that have ever accompanied this professional team anywhere. Oh God. <laughs> and we were, I was like Mrs. Doubtfire, like at the Ritz, you know, telling them which way to go for their breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I didn't, of course, I didn't ask them to sign anything. When you're traveling with athletes, it's not about like, don't the, be bugging them. Yeah. You don't get autographs. You don't do anything. And most of them, not all of them, they're all under 30 and they're, they're pretty young. So I would say that's the best thing that I did. So wow. you had the gift of time with your son. I had the gift of time to kind of peek inside a whole different life. And you know what, women, I'm going to close this segment by saying this and and here comes here comes the wisdom this is when Anne always gets real eye buggy we're very blessed we've worked very very hard to get where we are in our respective positions in life women and men yeah we're different and we're different in the business place and I've said it before I'm going to say it again you've got to speak the language of the business world and one of the ways that businessmen relate to each other is to be able to talk about sports. I have seen women in the workplace who sort of roll their eyes and say, I, I, I don't even know why. I don't understand hockey. I, I don't like football. I don't, I don't know baseball. I never go to a baseball game. You know what? Go. Mm -hmm. Because that is part of the culture of the business world. You have to be able to entertain in the, a sports environment. You better know what the heck happened last weekend with your hometown teams. Mm -hmm. You got to read the sports page either online. You got to follow sports writers on Twitter. I'm telling you, it's helpful. Well, me. and it's a very small price to pay when there's so many people who are like golfing and all this business done on the golf course. Totally. And lately, I've noticed everyone's running, running, running. And like they run at lunchtime with somebody they want to do business with or they beat on I the treadmill at yeah, the club. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're not into any of that, like, at least check the scores. At and least know if we won or lost. Didn't you used to work for an NHL team? I sure did. Based on what I'm telling you, is that sort of like the, the look in? Oh, for sure. Especially what you said. Like, the reality is, is that their careers, they have a very short window to peak. And if you don't have, nowadays, most kids are getting drafted out of college. So they do have a skill set or they do have some knowledge that is going to prepare them for life after this high time of being franchise player. When I worked for a sports team, you didn't and that's those are the guys selling the cars those are the guys you know delivering the water you know oh, now geez. nowadays guys go through this and then they're a financial planner or they right they have, there's you know, a lot of that there's something else that they can do well i will say again the hockey industry this dog is up on my lap driving me nuts. she was just trying to get on my back <sighs> like a piggyback ride i just get out of here oh, God. <laughs> well she comes in studio though we don't want to let her out well I, i'm just going to end this segment by saying the NHL is an amazing, honorable, professional 
organization. Professional sports category, if you will. Uh, we didn't even tap into the physical toll it takes on the body. Uh, that's for another time. That's for another time. That's like, <laughs> if I'm going to work for five years and, oh, by the way, be pummeled pretty much uh, every day of yeah. those five years. Oh, yeah. That's it's, a tough, it it's a a tough life. You, you know what? They've earned their salary. For sure. That's all I'm going to say. For They've sure. earned their salary. And with that, number one fan, Julie Snyder, I'm going <laughs> to sign off now. He doesn't have a big foam finger doing number one yet. Absolutely not. But I feel not. like it's coming. We'll be right back because we want to talk about the worst thing that we did Ooh. since we, we were last in studio. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. Snyder on call. Why you to go and make me like you? I'm so mad at you. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And Julie, I just talked about the best thing that I did since we were in studio last, and it involved my beloved child. He also is a starring, a supporting actor in the worst thing that I've done since we were in studio. Oh, Lord. This week is what they call winter break. That's five days of nothing. Where are we going? What are we doing? I want a play date. Can we go somewhere? It's you you hemorrhage money Ugh. from the time school lets out on Friday afternoon until she resumes the following two Mondays later. Honest to God, isn't that like twelve days? Ugh. Uh lo and behold, my twelve year old now they're all texting, so that's how they communicate. He lets me know that hey a bunch of kids from school are going to the Rainbow Rink. Mm -hmm. Like an ice rink? You'd think. But it's not. Is it LGBTQT rink? Uh, no. Because <laughs> that's it, a rainbow. It is off the grid in a suburb, a northern suburb of town. And it is a roller skating rink. We're back in the 1970s. I was going to say, do they still build those? Is like, it, was it new? I feel like you have to cue the song Boogie Fever. So for $5 entry fee... And $3 if you need to rent skates. You can bring your own skates or inline skates. It is an afternoon that's four hours, 12 to 4, of what they call open skate. So my beloved tells me a bunch of kids are going. And could I please take him and get him all set up at the old rink for, for socialization? So the worst thing you did was... Take agree to there. that. <laughs> the worst thing I did was agree to that. I'm like, oh my God, Ann, are you going to tell me you got on skate? I sure didn't. Holy I sure didn't, moly. but I could have because there was a total of like 10 people there and six of them were working. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is a whole underworld of boogie skaters, trick skating, glow in the dark skating. Now, I will say the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. The soundtrack was phenomenal. Give me some titles because I'll, I'll bumper today's uh, oh, podcast. Man. Well, it. no, I mean, it's most, it's boogie fever they throw in every once in a while. I got the boogie, boogie fever. fever. Right. It's that, but it's also like all this music that the kids are listening to today about um, Justin Bieber. The Biebs was present. The One Direction. But guess what? When the whistle blows, we change direction because <laughs> they don't want they don't want that wooden floor getting all warped up. Oh, the girls don't talk to the boys. The boys don't talk to the girls. I love the it. mozzarella sticks at the snack bar are undercooked. I love but it. I'm gonna tip you off. They have a bar. What? 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 Oh. They sell. Do they bring? Do they bring the liquor out from? Oh under no, the there's counter? no like waitresses on roller skates. You have to go into a snack bar, and oh. it's like snow cones, popcorn, undercooked mozzarella sticks, pizza, scotch, and and, <laughs> and you could get a Monster Energy drink or Molson Canadian, or you could get some kind of cooler, a Mike's Hard Lemonade, as it were, and whatnot. I did not imbibe because I was driving. Let's just say between the music and the teen spirit, the, the hang of puberty in the air, too I too old. I'm I could taste the Axe body spray when I opened my mouth to talk. I was like, <laughs> two thumbs down. I no, I'm out. All right. The worst thing that I did, let's see, besides trying to drive in the snow down that street when right. the guy yelled at me, Prius. which I don't like, <laughs> snow blowing, which I don't like. I see a pattern forming. The worst thing that I did since we were last in studio was weigh in oh. at work 
for our team building weight loss initiative. Is that where 10 people get on the freight scale? And like, called we, we don't ever say what we weigh, but as a group, we're 1,300 pounds. Oh, we're, we're two tons. <laughs> <laughs> I am on this weight loss team with Challenge. some other executives. They're all men. I'm the only woman. I was going to say, I'm the only girl. Well, that's strategic, <laughs> and I applaud, because men lose weight faster. Ugh. Your team's going to win. So the worst thing that I did was get on the scale and once again decide I got to go slim fast. Oh, I got to go slim, and I got to fast, and I got to go slim fast. And I got to do her fast. Remember when we did the cabbage soup diet? Oh, wow. awesome. That diet is really... <laughs> We had to eat. Okay, first of all, you can Google it. it. First of all, it is not the Cleveland Clinic recommended cabbage soup diet. Because if you Google Cleveland Clinic cabbage soup diet, this will come up with a huge disclaimer that it is not from the Cleveland Clinic. But it is a diet that is given, I think, to bariatric patients two weeks preoperatively wow. as one of the ways they can drop weight before getting the, the banding, if you will. And Anne and I, in our infinite career journey, decided probably five years ago that we could. We were going to support each other. <laughs> yeah, we were going to go. And we were going to jumpstart. Jumpstart our weight loss journey with the cabbage soup diet. <laughs> For five days, you can eat. Well, at the beginning of your journey, you make a cauldron of cabbage, cabbage soup. soup. Which is really uh, like 18 gallons of water. Imagine a V8 juice can unconstituted. Everything that go into V8 or take in a whole But like in its its living glory. In its non-liquefaction. Pre-mastercated. You got carrots. You got celery. Cabbage. You've got cabbage. You've got tomatoes. You've got onion. You've got vegetable broth. You've got tomato I don't even know. Don't what, know water, what? water, 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 water. You it's like the cook, wateriest cookie, cook, vegetable cook, cook, soup cook, cook, you've cook, cook, ever eaten. You can have it for breakfast. You can have it for lunch. You can have it for dinner. Whenever you want, you eat Anytime you're hungry, you, you eat fill up soup. on. <laughs> and I were working together. So wait. <laughs> so like the first part of the week, we're eating her cabbage soup. And then we're comparing it to Anne's. And Anne and I are comparing spices all the while. We were in carrot toast toast distress. Now, then on day five, you can have a potato. Right. With as much of the bloody soup as you want. So we are so excited about the potato because we haven't seen a carbohydrate 100 hours. So we go eat all the potato. We <laughs> love it. Every and morsel, skin and all. We figured out that Wendy's sells the potatoes. Yeah. You can go drive through at Wendy's, get your tater. Then you go back to soup. Yeah. Then day seven... Which I like to call glory day. <laughs> if you can get to seven without murdering somebody or eating your arm. We could have a steak. <laughs> so Ann and I had started this diet on a Monday. So we, we were honest and true faithful. We get all the way through the week. So now it's the following Monday. We worked close to where I live. So at lunchtime... I we had left. A, we had a meeting <laughs> off-site. <laughs> I left the office, and I went to the butcher, and I got two New York strip steaks. <laughs> and then I came home. This is like middle of the day, like, middle of a work day. And I turn on the broiler, and I te- I text Ann, and I say, "Come and get it." <laughs> And it was like chariots of fire. Anne's running up my driveway with a steak knife and a fork in her hand. She blows open the door. Where's the beef? I had set set us up beautifully in my yes. formal dining room. Beautiful I don't think I lit tablecloth, silver, china plates. We had a big crystal goblet of lemon water. Goblets of lemon water, and we we. I think we started with our soup. Oh, we didn't. We, I don't. I don't <laughs> we, we might not have had a soup course. The appetizer. And, I, <laughs> the and then soup. I think we could have a sliced tomato with the beef. Oh yeah, we could have a. <laughs> oh, she had on like some beautiful music. It was like we were on a date so, at lunchtime. You have to remember, we had a lean so soup. For- <laughs> and so, I bring out the steaks. 
Oh my god! And Anne and I, uh, <laughs> it was like if you've ever seen an old Warner Brothers cartoon where they show like a dog and he has like the big cloud above his head with like the steak on the plate and like his eyes just his he blinks and his eyes have hearts in it. <laughs> we we both I presented our steaks too. I mean they were twelve ounces. Oh my god! They and were we so took good. our knife and fork and we salted up that slab of meat and we just put our heads down and we <laughs> went to we went to beef town i mean wow we went to texas and back on the longhorn <laughs> express because we ate that thing and ate that thing and ate that thing oh and ate God. we didn't even talk to we each other we didn't even talk and ann and i always talk to each other especially when we eat we always like validate our we, menu yeah, we and comment, talk about we this. try each other's plates we didn't even look at each other no. our eyes were down we're eating and <laughs> i was busy eaten and we lasted three weeks and we did probably each of us lost we at least lost 10 pounds yeah i I might have lost 12 you might have lost 15 it was hard though but it just but when it came around uh, to steak day that was heaven and our husbands thought we were absolutely out of our minds that's pretty much a common theme yeah they kept saying like did you go to a doctor what are we gonna eat yeah oh you can have soup Plenty of soup. I've got steaks coming in oh six days. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, so the worst thing I did was was weigh in. But you know what? Hope springs eternal. Yes, it does. I do need to lose some weight. And I uh, have been pretty successful until last night when I went to uh, a bar of my choice and had not one but two Canadian Club on the Rocks. Wow. Splash of Sprite with a lime. Wow. Sorry. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And Ann, there was a show that ran, Murphy Brown. Yes. And Murphy Brown was a very successful executive. And the one running theme of that show was as successful as she was she had this incredible inability to retain an executive assistant sounds familiar doesn't it there was a full rotation on a constant basis of the woman who sat outside her office supposedly to answer her phone schedule her events run her calendar uh, it's it's organized shockingly familiar to something i had the privilege to witness for 10 years and i would just say (laughs) that as successful as women have been in the workplace and as high as we've climbed on the ladder there are a couple of areas that are far more difficult for female executives than male executives. And that is the relationship with the executive assistant. It's true. And I currently find myself in the quagmire of my longtime, three years running, trusty right-hand gal at my office has gone on well she hasn't left moved me on yet. to a greener she, pasture she go into a greener pasture in about six days not that i'm counting she's given her notice she gave me 30 days which is wow. bra- bravo but in six days she's leaving me and i am in the process of scheduling interviews for her replacement not that anyone could replace her but you know what that means well, here comes the circus train. That's right. And Anne and I, when we worked together, got to witness every make and model of um, administrative assistant, executive assistant, admin, you mm-hmm. name it. We had one that we're going to just call Rita. And Rita came to us from Kentucky <laughs> via, wow. via Niagara Falls. All right. And Rita... Even though she wasn't from Kentucky originally, she sure had a drawl. She did adapt their dialect. <laughs> Rita was famous for the pre-mail. Now, the pre-mail came before the email. It was an email to precede the email. I'm that just going to send you an email. It's going to tell you a couple things about I want to discuss with you in an email. And it's a pre-mail. It's a pre-mail. Rita also brought with her a batshit crazy husband number one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, current boyfriend number two, and pending fiancé number three. I would say if you thought about every insane, heinous, ridiculous (laughs) lifetime television 
<laughs> movie made for women. TLC. And just pulled like the worst part of it out. Of each one. Of each one of them. Pulled each one of them out. That was out. Rita. That was Rita's And life. by the way, Rita's not her real name. Mm-hmm. But this woman every day. First of all, let's just set this up. Because when you hire someone, you're going third eye blind. I mean... They look okay. They, On paper, they're a rock star. Their references are good. They come in to meet with you, and they're somewhat demure but confident. They keep it real low-key. Mm-hmm. They answer all the questions. They they pull in in a vehicle that has all four tires. <laughs> <laughs> they send a message, I'm here to work. And so... Uh, and Imagine that, our shock and horror when that wasn't started. was like the first week in the lunchroom like a, that like everybody a, else in the uh, office was yeah. like... I had to come into Julie's office and close the door and say, uh, hey, Julie, just want to bring you up to speed uh, about Rita and some of the things she's sharing with the team. And Julie's like, Julie don't ever look up from the keyboard. She's like, what? What is it? What? So I start, I mean, I start telling her about how Rita is, is really like a big onion and starting to peel back one layer. The magic. Crazier than the next. Julie's eyes getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We put up with that nonsense for, I'm going to say, almost two years. All I can say is federal marshals and state-to-state <laughs> warrant for arrest on a said ex-spouse. I mean, it was like... And just like, the incessant it calls just, every day. It was nuts. But and, and this is just, honestly, I mean, everybody has a Rita story. Mm-hmm. Everybody has worked somewhere where someone walks in there seemingly normal and all hell breaks loose right. they bring and the same crazy thing for lunch every day they want to eat at their desk and do a crossword puzzle you know in the interview they're really really normal until the very end when you say what would someone say about you uh, if i called your past employer and said well, how would they describe you and they get like a crazy in their eyes <laughs> and they say they would say i'm a bitch but i'm a hard worker <laughs> um, remember the girl that busted out the nameplate that said oh yeah yeah that had her name already on the bucks. It. Oh, it gets. Like, I get her done. No, I, wait. I, the bucks. It all here. stops here. It all stops here. I get her done. She brought it to the interview and, and she it, took it out of her big bag and, and slapped and like, it on the table. Banged it down on the table. The oh, lady who Lord. came in evening wear with the silver pumps oh, was awesome. <laughs> that was, I, I, so like that is what's going to be happening to me you, Monday morning at nine o'clock. Yeah. Let the auditions, Let the auditions begin. begin. I'm on American Idol because at nine o'clock on Monday morning, contestant number one is going to be at oh, my office. Lord, and she sounds like a rock star on the phone. She looks great on paper, eager, excited. You know she's going to show up with purple hair and a lot of face piercings, and it's she's going to scare me. Oh, Lord, Anne. and well, I think I, I'm a good boss. I mean, you were a good boss, and people just don't get. It. It's, like the it's expectation just, is insane. Yeah. And it's a tough category to fill. It's a tough category yeah. to fill. Stay out of my business, but know my next move. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, we wish you all the luck in your hiring. Thanks. And uh, we, we wish Rita, More to come on that. Uh, we wish Rita nothing but the best. Orange in, is the new blood. Her fourth marriage. Okay. <laughs> Be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. Snyder on call. It's getting harder to leave it. Your lips on my lips. Oh, I can believe it. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder. And Julie, even though we don't see each other throughout the week, you are constantly educating me, sending me little <laughs> nuggets to read well, and we ponder. Well, we got to keep our brains fresh, Ann. Sure. Well, just f- hot on the heels of Miss Laura being here for Valentine's Day, you did send me something. It's a list, which we love. I did. And before you read it, I just want to say we did get a quite a lecture from Miss Laura, ladies, about things we needed to do to reignite our passion, reconnect with our partner, making time and taking time. And it was, it caused a lot of women to feel a little guilty. I mean, quite frankly, myself included. I I actually heard from a listener who said that after they listened to Snyder on call, a heated discussion ensued. Wow. Um, I'm not going to say domestic. There was a conversation for real. Well, and we do think it's important to have the conversation. But I think that, ladies, we don't think that it's just one-sided. And I did find something this week that I emailed to Anne, which she failed to open or read. So now I'm giving it to her again. <laughs> Go ahead and read the title. The title is, Here are 10 Things to Do for Your Wife Every 
year. Wow. So gentlemen listeners. Take note. Take note. And ladies, if you're married, you better you take better note. It, take note. <laughs> we might post this too. But yeah. go ahead, Anne. Lay okay. it on me. Here are ten things to do for your wife every year. Number one, take a trip alone with her. I love it. Right. Number two, make a big deal about her birthday. And I think that's significant. I don't care if you're 34, 40, 50, or beyond. At least get me a cupcake. I mean, jeepers. I know. A birthday is a really important day. And women, we do so much for everybody else on their birthdays, including our husbands. So guys, you better remember mine. Hilarious. Number three. Give her a weekend away. Now, I would assume that means like you and your girlfriend. Without him. (laughs) That's a weekend away. Go to the outlet malls. Make a night of it. Have dinner. Love it. Okay, number four. Direction to men. Get dressed up. And by that, we mean a suit and tie. And take your wife on a date. And Julie, we've talked about what qualifies as a date. Like, a date is not you going to pick up the pizza. A date is you taking a shower, putting on a decent outfit, and and taking your date, your bride, your love somewhere. I love it. Oh, my God. Number five. Pray continually for her and with her. I love it. That's powerful. Number six. Take her to the place of your first date. Now, now, where would that be for you, Anne? The place of my first date, I actually went to like a black tie party with my husband. We were just friends and I needed a date that wasn't going to be a pain in my butt. So we went to a black tie party. I love it. It was fun. Can you go back there again? We sure could. I went to a beautiful little restaurant and right next to a little creek and I could go right, right back there. Jeepers. Okay. Number seven, give her a week off from quote, mom duties, unquote. Now, I think a week is very generous. The house will go to hell. It sure I'm will. Sorry. All, I mean, everything t- will go to hell. 24 hours is all I need. The, the dog will go to hell. The house will go to hell. The mm-hmm. kids will go to the hell. schedule, forget it. The laundry will go to hell. Oh, yeah. The food, uh, the food supply, a week. Oh, jeez. But it would, it would raise appreciation. It sure would. It'd become like Survivor And Island. I travel so much on business that, honestly... I, You've already, I already taken, you've I, already, you owe us a week. I've, I've sort of cashed that shit in. What's next, Anne? And read the header again. What, are, what is it? Ten, ten things to do for your wife every year. We are actually on number eight, and that is take her to a show. Now, I bet you that could be like a jazz concert. I bet you that could be a movie. I bet you that could be a play or dramatic poetry reading. I love it. Number nine, write a love letter to her. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I mean, if that ever happens <laughs> from my Mr. Snyder or your Mr. Snyder. Like, they're up to something. I mean, they're up to something. And, and you listeners, you have my pledge. I'm going to read it on air. Oh, I love oh, it. You, we'll read it, it to well, each other. We'll, yeah. Love letters. We should each write each other a love letter. Oh okay. And number 10 of the 10 things to do for your wife every year. Number 10. Give her a head-to-toe massage without expecting anything. Mic drop. (laughs) Now this started to sound like the way we had to end the last podcast with Miss Laura when she talking about a lotion and a potion. Shapers, creepers. But to expect nothing head-to-toe. I'd like to amend number 10. Give her a gift certificate to the spa for a head to toe. Because then we know ain't nothing going to go naughty on you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, Anne. Don't you love it? I do love it. I love this. All right, gentlemen, listeners. I feel like we have to cue, um, what is it like? I forget who sings the song, but maybe Debbie Gibson, Head to Toe. Remember that? Head to Toe. Oh, yeah. All right, that might be. I'm I'm looking for bumper music. That's right. I love it. And I'm, I'm Ju- still an unsigned. Con- I'm still an unsigned artist. If anyone wants to you sign are. me, yeah, I don't think go so. on vocal rest right now. Cripes. Julie Snyder, Ben Snyder, Snyder on call. We'll be right back. Welcome 
Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And Ann, we're just about ready to wrap up. It's oh, been say a, it isn't so. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God. we got to go back to life. I mean, we come in studio and all of our cares just slip away. It's true. And I know that next time, I've got a trip. I'm going to go down to Florida. Wow. Friends have invited me. And, and we know what that means. Oh, it's so fantastic. And then I've got a business trip to uh, Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. Excellent. Might fit in a, a quick run by at the Smithsonian. Look at, you know, look at some artwork and whatnot. Hmm. But I know that the next time we come back in studio, we do have a guest that I'm trying to coordinate. He is a florist. And a floral designer. I also have some great ideas about spring fashion. Mm-hmm. I know that this time of year we all start thinking about shedding our wardrobe and getting to that spring palette. And for me, that's just a, black. L- a lighter black. <laughs> so we have a lot to come back for. You can share any of our Facebook posts or on Podbean. You can follow us on our SnyderOnCall.Podbean.com site. Very easy to listen to. Like and share with and friends. And free as always, Anne. Yes, that's the, that's the reality. It's free. And so, so few things are these days. Honest to gosh. Well, ladies, make it a great day. Take care of each other. Take care of yourself. And okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going on your soapbox just, again. I'm, I'm a student. I just sit. I, I observe. And I'm a sponge. I mean, I love it because oh she's just a firm. I affirm. I shake my head. Whatever you say. Yes, ma'am. I'm like and a bobblehead over here. The other thing that I that I do want to let our listeners know is it's almost time, uh, not just for spring break, but for Ann and I to plan our annual trip down to New York City. Oh, and we're, we're going, oh, Ann. We're going. And for those of you in the Big Apple, we're coming. We might want to do a listening party. So start oh, yeah. thinking about that. Cause I we, sure will. I want to go listening party I Big sure Apple will. style. Do you remember when Gail and Oprah went to the Grand Canyon? Yeah. <laughs> We are going to look into mounting a dash cam. Oh, my God. And we're going to take it to the limit. You're going to go road trip with Snyder on call. That will be the episode that pushes us to the next level of our rise. Well, we're close to 2,000 listens now, Anne. So it it only goes up from here. Listen, like, and share. There you go, ladies. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. And please make it a great day. We are so grateful for your listenership. Stay tuned again real soon for Snyder on call. I was fine before I met you. I was broken but fine. I was lost and uncertain, but my heart was still mine. I was free before I met you. I was broken but free. All alone in a clear view, but now you are all I see. Hey, wait a minute. No, you can't do this to me. Scared.